So in this episode, we're going to look at how images created with Instagram in mind behave a little bit differently and why I think it's a good idea to have a plan for this. Obviously, the perfect Instagram post, just like the perfect body, the perfect day, the perfect answer doesn't ever really exist. But if we're going to hedge our bets on what content will perform best in the app, we know there's a few key elements they usually have in common. This is kind of a roundup of everything we've talked about so far in the episodes this week and kind of pulling it all together. So we know to think square because so many of our images are going to be shown as square thumbnails in the app on places like search, explore, profile page, hashtag page. We know that posts that make sense when they are cropped to square are going to attract more clicks from non-followers. And we know, as we looked at in composition for Instagram, that those images that then open to portrait and appear as portrait images on people's home feeds are going to attract the most attention in engagement terms. I guess the ideal would be portrait image comes first, next best is a square, landscape posts come last. We know it needs to be more magazine than catalogue. It needs to be moments, not things. So as a general rule, Instagram isn't the best place to repeatedly show the same studio photographs of a product or your work that can be found in a catalogue or portfolio. They can be a part of it, but a really great Instagram image shows us what we can't see elsewhere. So it's a shot of you or your work or your world out in the wild. We know it maximizes click appeal. So it's an image that has been crafted with an audience in mind, ideally an Instagram audience in mind, because that will always outperform one that wasn't. And it might have a recognizable subject. So in the example I post in the course notes, I'm holding a coffee cup. I'm resting on a ton of books and I have some, they're not real, but I have some tattoos, um, like temporary tattoos on my arms and they are all readable by AI and by humans alike and tend to bring in lots of engagement and interest. So now we know how to grab our audience's attention and we know that posts with good click appeal and engagement will go further in the system and are pushed out to more users and are probably the best way to grow our audience and our profile online. But should that be our only aim? As we talked about in week one, pursuing nonstop growth and trying to give audiences what we think they want all the time can eventually lead us off path. So while a straight up studio shot product picture might not be the best for growth, might not be the best for engagement, it might be the best for sales. This is going to be different for everybody and I always recommend if you're a product-based business to look at the stats of what you're posting and this is why you need a business account so you can really drill down on that information. As a general rule, we find and follow accounts for their beautiful, their click-appealing imagery, the moments, not things that follow all of the rules I've shared with you. But often we buy in response to the more overt product images that only reach the existing community of followers. I call these growth versus nurture posts. Now, if you're not a business, maybe you have nothing to sell, this still all applies to you. Whatever the aim of your Instagram presence, it's worth creating your posts with these two different purposes in mind. So I show up to my account with two main aims whenever I'm creating or sharing for Instagram. Either I'm hoping it's going to expand my reach and grow my audience, or I'm creating content that I love, I'm nurturing the community I already have, and I'm delivering on what got those people to follow me in the first place. My expectations of the post and its resulting stats are then completely different depending on what I'm trying to do. And of course, sometimes it's possible to do both at once, and sometimes it's still possible to misjudge and achieve neither. 
But most of the time, if we set out with a clear aim, it makes it much easier to achieve our goals and also to feel happy with the results. So in the course notes, I share two posts side by side that were posted, I think in the same week. One has nearly 17,000 likes. One has nearly 7,000 likes. The one with the highest number of likes was a growth post intended to reach out to get seen by people who weren't following me to bring new followers in. The one with the lower number was a nurture post. And interestingly, both received the exact number of comments, which is something we will talk about at a later point. But I think if you look at those stats, it would be really easy to fall into the trap of just recreating the success of the 17,000 like picture. It got like 10,000 more likes than the one that I posted in the same week. But what's the disadvantage of following the numbers like that? And what do you think it means that the comment count stayed the same? In your workbook, you can find a table that's going to help you reflect on your last nine posts with all of the things we've talked about this week. I think it's a useful exercise to return to now and again, just to check in on how well you're meeting your own targets over time. And it saves you feeling like you have to keep all of these things in your head all at once. It's especially helpful if you feel like your content is slipping off the mark, or maybe you feel like you're completely nailing it. I think it's really helpful to look and check in on why you feel that way and how you're achieving that result. Later in the course, we're going to repeat the same exercise, but looking at things like captions and hashtags and value to your audience instead, so that we get a really clear snapshot of everything you're delivering. But do not be tempted to use your results here as an excuse to scold yourself or to feel bad about your work or feel overwhelmed. Instead, just look at what you're already doing right. Can you spot any easy wins that you can introduce that might elevate your imagery in future and make life easier for yourself? 